0: Kiviti Hashem Hakadosh please send Mashiach now. So and Sefri Omer for Parsha and more. Uh and more again, we're learning more and more levels, and we focused on holiness last week, and this week we're learn we're focusing on purity. So and then we have the Omer count that's going on in the background, and so I really want to speak more <laughs> pun intended into the omer because omer and amor again they're uh, intricately related and connected and so there's a lot there uh one of the things that i want to point out is the rash and the mem of both words when you put Raish mem together it's mar which is the root of bitterness but if you reverse it it's ram which is uh high and loftiness and exalted so if you take this bitterness And the exaltedness. And point it back. At the Aleph. Which would be the Amor. Okay so raise up bitterness. In the face of the Aleph. So that which is bitter. You elevate it. To the Aleph. And you you bring that into Hashem. Because remember the Aleph speaks of Hashem. And if you spell out Aleph. Aleph lamet Fe spell that backwards it's Fey Lamet Aleph which is Pela which is wonder okay and uh this by the way is the angel the prince of the face is is one of the names is Pela. So shouts out to Ish Pela. Uh and so and then that's one aspect of this par and more that all these different things about uh refining ourselves and purifying ourselves that has just been uh, marred in bitterness. We can raise that up to Hashem. And that's literally what we're doing in the Omer. Which again now raise up your bitterness. And uh, yeah raising up your bitterness to the Ayin. Well the Ayin has to do with the eyes. Has to do with what we're seeing. And remember we walk by Amunah not by our sight. So. I was thinking about this, that when it comes to the spiritual plane and this plane, it relates to not being able to see like when Mashiach killed the man who was blind. And he was like, what do you see? And he's like, I see men like trees. And it's like, Oh, that's partial shelf team drop. But in the spiritual world, the higher of the worlds, we do look like trees because Yeshua says, you'll know a tree by its fruit. So if homeboys walking around, seeing men like trees, He's going to be able to know bad trees like immediately, like from across the room. He's going to be like, that man has bad fruit. Don't listen to his words. Notice how your fruit and your words are connected and your actions are also connected to your fruit. So Yeshua was like, okay, let's try this again. He's like, oh, what do you see now? Okay, I see. It's good. Alright, I can see everybody. So without the understanding of men being like trees, you would think, oh, Yeshua failed at the first time he healed them. It's like, no, he actually healed them too much. I had to turn it down a little bit. So when you think about this Omer, that if we're really bringing ourselves up, you know, through the counting, because Sephira has this aspect of shining, so we're like polishing and refining ourselves, burning off the dross, if you will, then raising that up to where we can see it you know, and the way that we'll be able to see is by not seeing, which I know kind of sounds really interesting, but it's when you can comprehend the substance of the things hoped for, but the things unseen, which is what really faith is. So if you're walking by that, you're walking by knowing Hashem's dominion, his glory on the earth, it looks bad right now, or it looks so far hopeless right now. And it's like, no, it's not. Hashem is right here. His throne is well established. That's been one of the. brakas that's been really getting me. You know as we say the. Paragraph after we say the. The Zit Zit prayer in the Shema. Like that next paragraph. Where we talk about Hashem's throne. Is well established. Like I mean I'm like whoa. Because it totally. If you really just kind of looked with a human eye. It's like man. It does not look established. (laughs) But. It is. This is Hashem's throne established. But the thing is, Hashem's glory isn't outright manifest on the earth yet. It's concealed. And if this is Hashem's glory while it's concealed, imagine what Hashem's glory will be when it's revealed. So another thing about the ayin too, like if we raise, if we think about anything that's bitter in us and we want to elevate it and raise it up to the ayin. It says this. This is from Sephirot. Yot. It is the silent humility. Anava. Of serving the master of the universe. Serving. Worshipping. Which is avoda. These are all ayin words. Anava which is humility. Avoda. Worshipping. Emptying yourself so that you can be filled with Hashem. You can raise up. Your bitterness, okay? And as you do that through the omer, you can raise that up to the Ayin, where it'll be a place of emptiness, where it'll place of of being seeing without seeing. And you're emptying yourself out and you're allowing Hashem to come in, which is actually what happens on the fiftieth day of the omer. You've done all you can possibly do. And Hashem's like, I'll take it from here. Which is actually interesting because the first shall be like the last and the last shall be first. So, you know, that's the last day of everything. Well, guess what? Before we started this, before we entered into Pesach, we had of Pesach, which was the 14th of Nisan, which is the day we were to remove all the Hamits. Well, you know, there's a prayer about nullifying the Hamats and we have to literally utter it with our words. How to use our mouth. And we have to say... The hummets that I have not seen or the humits that I'm aware of, I declare it nullified right now. And it's really just this kind of reaching out to Hashem to finish the process of nullifying your humits. You've tried. You physically went through your home, removed stuff. Spiritually, you've been trying to remove stuff. But only Hashem can be the one who completely wipes it out. To us, it looks like, well, we just said Hashem just nullified but really what happens is Shem came through and on all levels cleared out Hametz. Now, we couldn't see it, but it was there. And so that's the same thing with oat that without even seeing it, it's there. And it's like it's it's actually going to be tangible like, you you know. So anyway, that's what we have the potential to do uh, as we're going through Sephirotah Omer taking an account with everything and notice too the the last Torah portion that culminated in the uh the revelation of God's glory was called pakude and it was an accounting and when you're when we took an accounting of everything and everything was laid all out in the open tabernacle was finished and then Hashem's glory came down on the tabernacle So if you're taking a full accounting of everything and on the 49th day, when we finish, then Hashem's glory can come down on the 50th. Now, how much of that glory comes down is on us, you know, because if we're just kind of going through the motions and we're really not expecting big things, really not asking for big things and really not positioning ourselves for big things, you know, because if we're, if we're still, if we're tied up, on other trains, if we're getting off the connection train, if we're chasing after our own desires, if we're chasing after, you know, worldly affairs, if we're getting caught up in drama and envies and factions and things like that, we're not positioning ourselves for anything. So there's that. And the Torah Wellsprings continuing on. It says, when the Yidden in the desert counted 50 days, leading to Matan Torah, they went through many ups and downs. For example, in Elam, where there was no potable water, it says, the nation complained to Moshe, Shemot 16.2. In Refidim, they had doubts in Emuna, and then Amalek came as it states, Shemot seventeen seven through 8. But they counted each one of those days in joyous anticipation of Mantan Torah. We too shouldn't be fazed by the hardships of life and by all the ups and downs we go through. Even when you have difficulties and tests, keep on going forward and you will merit Torah. So that's one of the cool things that I loved about you know, understanding the, the true essence of what Hashem is actually calling us to and the the season that we're in, is that these are the ups and downs that we're going to go through. And if we just keep going forward, we will merit. Beautiful things. Lakute Torah and more. Says that the service of Pesach serves as a prelude for the service of Shavuot while the service of shabbat serves as a complement to the service that began during pesach this leads to an interesting discussion on the service god on the service of god required from the two souls contained within each jew the animal soul and the godly soul the animal soul is also entitled to and obliged to serve god the torah and mitzvot were not given solely for the For the Jews godly soul to perform in the face of the opposition of the Yetzirah, but even more so for the sake of the Yetzirah, so that it, too, would recognize the greatness of Hashem and dedicate its energy towards this service. So talk about redirecting energy, taking the energy that the Yetzirah uses and fuse that into godly service. That's powerful. It says that so too it would recognize the greatness of Hashem and dedicate its energy towards this service. While the holiday of Pesach serves as an electric bolt of energy for the godly soul's fervor and passion in attaching to God, the holiday of Shavuot injects this energy also into the animal soul so that it too would be able to serve God. The secret behind this ability of the animal soul's godly inspirations lies in the avoda of Sephirotha Omer. So again, in this parsha of more, we learn about the Omer in 2315 through 2316. And um, when you look at that section, this is where we learn about it being the festival of reaping. The Hag So, let um, me go back over here. It is, yeah, 2316. It's called Hag Hakhatzer, Festival of Reaping. So, back to the Kutay Torah. The verse states, Usfartem Lachem, Mi Makarat Tashabat, miyom Yom et Omer Hatnufah you shall count for yourselves the day after Shabbat from the day on which the Omer offering is brought. Which, by the way, has to do with waving, which is like the action that we do with the lulav. So at Sukkot, we wave a lulav, and during Seferat HaOmer, we wave ourselves. And remember all the stuff that fell off your lulav? Like, that's what's falling off of us now. All of those bad midot. You know all of those uh, impure fruits, things like that. You know, think about shaking a tree, and all the fruit falling off. You know, but you want to shake off the bad fruit. The good fruit's gonna stay on there, and then we're gonna we're gonna pick that, and then bring that forward on the night of Shabbat. So, the good fruit in this in this context stays on the tree. The bad fruit comes off. So it says. The term "usafortim" literally means to count it. It, however, can also mean to shine. With its root, or with its root in the expression of "evan sapir," which is a sapphire stone that shines. Likewise, we also find that ten attributes of Hashem are called sephirot, as they shine with Hashem's divine light. Accordingly, the meaning of command, which is us Lachem, is not merely just count the days, but also have the days shine into you to draw the 10th Sephirot below into yourselves. And so in the Torah, wellsprings, it says this says the nature of the purity of Sephirot, our is expressed in this week's Parsha 2315 count from the day after the Yom Tov. And it says, Usfertim comes from the word Safir, or Safrin, which is a sapphire stone. As it states in Shemot twenty-eight eighteen. And then it says, Moshe Rabbeinu made the Lukot from sapphire. Midrash Ketisa 26. The Or Hachaim HaKadosh explains, meaning that by counting the Omer, your Neshamot will become cleansed and shine like Sapphire. Or HaChaim on 2315 writes, Chazal tell the souls of B'nai Yisrael, or tells of the souls of B'nai Yisrael associated with the Lukot, and Chazal Vayikra Raba thirty two say that the Lukot were made from sapphire stones. Due to the impurity of sin, their souls became soiled and their lustre weakened. Means that through the counting of the omer you will shine like sapphire. So one of the things that happened before the sapphire tablets broke is their color changed. It became less shiny, it became more dim. And so this is why we see now through a glass dimly because we're kind of soiled and stained with our sin and our impurities. And so literally we're trying to increase the glow and increase the clarity like we talked about in the previous Lukut Torah uh, in the previous podcast. So here it all is coming full circle. And it's really amazing. Hashem is doing all this through the lower aspects of who we are. He's not just like, oh, I know you love Taurus so much, and then we're just going to, boom, get right into it. It's like, no, let's get into your emotions. Let's get into how you act. Let's get into, you know, the things that frustrate you, the things that really, like, make you depressed, or the things that really excite you, the things that really make you, uh, you know, hyper, and things like that. Let's get into all those things. Let's bring that in. You know, which is just so cool because it's like the total aspects of who we are. Like Hashem created us. He already knows what he wants us to do. And he created us the way we are so that we can fulfill that. So he didn't like set us up for failure. He's like, I need so-and-so to be like this so that they can do this, you know. So we have within us to do exactly what Hashem created us to do just we got to work on removing all the coarseness and all the grime so that we can see it shine through so it says in the kute it says through the divine service of prayer in which one contemplates godly matters and arouses within his heart a passionate fire of attachment to hashem in truth a jew is able to reach a state of love and passion for god that is fiery then fireier that's an interesting word than any relationship imaginable so in truth a jew is able to reach a state of love and passion for god that is fireier than any relationship imaginable including the relationship between a man and woman In the rambam's words to shuva one three what is the befitting love of god that one loved God with a great and powerful exploding love to the point that his mind is not free for any other matter. He is constantly involved in his feeling of love for God, similarly to a man that is infatuated with the love of a certain woman, and he constantly thinks of her wherever he goes and throughout whatever he is doing. When he eats, she is on his mind and heart. When he sleeps, she is on his mind and heart. All the more so is one able to reach an infatuation for the attachment to Hashem. As it says in the verse, Beko Levavka, with all your heart. This is called Yetziat Mitzrayim. This is called being redeemed from Egypt. The Exodus from Egypt. As one leaves the constraints and concealments that the animal soul causes to those feelings and now fully expresses them, breaking through all barriers and obstructions. In order to receive the Torah, the animal soul must also become refined and go through its own spiritual revolution. The reason for this is because the entire purpose of the giving of the Torah is for creations below, which include a body and animal soul. If the Torah was meant for the godly soul alone, it would have sufficed to leave the souls in Gani and to give the Torah there in truth the entire purpose of Matan Torah is to bring revelation below and hence the animal soul must be refined so again we talked about that and it says how does one accomplish the refinements of the animal soul this is done through the waving of the omer the consequential mitzvah of Sephiroth haomer so think about these things as we're counting the omer right says, with regards to our former lifestyle, this Ephesians 4, uh, 22 through 24. You are to lay aside the old self corrupted by its deceitful desires, renewed in the spirit of your mind, put on the new self, created to be like Hashem and true righteousness and holiness. So that's one thing. So you're putting on Hashem, taking off your old self. Yaakov 1, 21 through 22. So put away all moral filth. An excess of evil. That right there just wiped out the Facebook news feed. (laughs) It says, and receive with humility the implanted word. Hashem already implanted it in us. Which is able to save your soul. This is why it says eternal life implanted within us. And remember eternal life is an outflow of salvation. Be doers of the word and not hearers only deluding yourselves if you're just hearing the word but you're not doing it you're deluding yourself going on to colossi 3 1 through 10 says therefore if you have been raised up with mashiach keep seeking the things above where mashiach is sitting at the right hand of god focus your mind on things above not on things of the earth you've died your old life your life is hidden with mashiach and hashem When Mashiach, who is your life, is revealed, then you will also be revealed with him in glory. Since that's the case, therefore put to death what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, for that is idolatry. Because of such things, God's wrath is coming upon the sons of disobedience. At one time, you also walked in these ways. This really sounds like Ephesians chapter two, because if you really think about it, sons of disobedience are those who are filled with the spirit and who walk by the spirit. Notice I'm saying the spirit and not the Ruach HaKodesh, because really, when you walk by the Ruach HaKodesh, which is really the true spirit, the spirit of truth, that's why that's kind of an interesting uh, terminology when people say, I, walk by, I I live by the spirit. I'm filled with the spirit. You know, and it's like, okay, which one? Is it the spirit of truth? Or is it the spirit of the prince of the air? You know, the sons of disobedience, the sons of wrath, because that's totally a thing. Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. So over here in Colossians 3, 1 through 10, we're learning about the same thing. So, at one time you walked in these ways, you used to live in these ways, but now set them all aside. The anger, the rage, the malice, the slander, the foul language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another. After all, you've taken off the old self with its practices. Now we're doing back to Ephesus. It says, after all, you've taken off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self that is being renewed and da'at, which is through the Torah. You renew yourself through the Torah. That's why when we're looking at parsha and more, we're bringing in new purity in our lives because now we're learning some things and now we are engaging in some things that we weren't necessarily engaged in to this intensity before. So, according to the image Of the one who created him. So remember who created the Torah, who brought forth the Torah. Because when he brought it forth, the Torah looked exactly like Hashem. That's why if you've seen the Son, you've seen the Father. If you've seen the Father, you've seen the Son. That originally started with Hashem and the Torah. It's like you couldn't really tell which was which kind of thing, which is why when Hashem. Created man from the Torah. That's why Adam looked like Hashem, and it caused the angels to even be confused. And it's just like, wait, what? Which one's which? It's like, well, he sleeps, I don't. So, Majrosh Rabai brought, brought that down about Hashem put caused the deep sleep to fall upon Adam to give a distinction. So that was really cool. But anyway, we're being renewed in the image. Of the one who created him. How about that? The second Adam. So, Lakute Torah. To kind of finish this up. It says, the word barley in Hebrew is Seora. Which stands for Seor Hay. And represents the expiry of the soul of the spiritual animal kingdom. Found above in the upper worlds. Just as below there are animals that eat and refine the barley, similarly above there are spiritual beings that are called animals, quote unquote, such as the face of the lion, the face of the ox, and from them derive all the souls of the animals below. These spiritual beings go through a daily experience of rapturous love for God that culminates in the expiry of their soul. These beings are then recreated each day, just like our souls are returned to us each day. So you think about we're being recreated each day. Just think about that for a second. And sometimes we just feel like, oh, I failed yesterday. It's like, no, it's a new day. You've been recreated. Get up and go. Like take advantage of being recreated. Basically, I put this is a re up on your avoda. Like, re-up right now. You know, this is, uh, I love this example because obviously it's about Iron Man. and the first Avengers movie, Tony Stark needed to get his new suit. Well, the only problem with that, there was a guy named Loki standing in the way of that. So he had to go deal with that. Of course, he's a smart aleck, so he got to kind of quip his way around all that and get his suit all prepared and ready to go and at the same time he sp- he spoke a little smack but that stalled him out for enough time to get everything he needed so by the time he got attacked thrown out the window his suit was ready to go and it was able to deploy and get on him so now he was able to be in his new suit and now he's able to come back up and lay the smack down on loki for a second so if you think about this this is really the opportunity we have each day And it's like, you're just changing suits. Same thing with the animals. They go through this expiry love and this, this, um, of their soul to Hashem. So the spiritual beings up there are just so like, these are the living creatures that surround the throne, the Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Like they're just all in the love of Hashem, like just giving themselves up. And only to come back into them and give themselves up again. So if you really think about what we were experiencing at Matan Torah when Hashem was speaking and our souls were leaving our bodies, going up to the throne of Hashem and being brought back into our bodies, we were going through that same thing. And we said, no, stop. That's enough. Can't do it. So now. We had all that go on, and then we ended up making a golden calf, and da 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 da. But let's go down a few, few centuries later, or a lot of centuries later, Mashiach comes back and is like, "You must be willing to die to yourself. You must lose your life for my sake if you want to follow me." And we're like, "Yeah, let's do it." that's the thing with Mashiach being Yosef's offering and and bringing in Torah into us and really re- regenerating us. Now, we do get to expire in Hashem and our souls go up and then Hashem brings them back down and we go back up and come back down. And that's how we go in and out of Shabbat. You know, we go to these heights and then we go back down low and then we climb up another week and then we keep climbing through each week of the, the, uh, the Seferot for the Omer only to get the Shavuot. And then, you know, do it again kind of thing, because there's many days of Teshuvah that will be coming up after that. Lots of tikkuns need to be made, the three weeks of mourning and uh, the 40 days of Elul. But we need to make teshuva all through that time, like get stay in that in that focus of your soul expiring to Hashem and him bringing it back into us, just like the animals that surround the throne. It says during their expiry, their souls are incorporated into the level of Behema Rabah. The level of Behima Rabbah represents the chariot, which is upheld by the face of the ox, the eagle and the lion. Not only are the souls of the angels incorporated within this level of Behema Rabbah, but all the matters that we refine in the world below are also incorporated into it. Everything that we refine, we're adding spiritual power to above, if you will. So, it says this is similar to the ingestion of the barley by the animals below. The matters that are refined are called Seora, the barley of Hashem, Seor He, the barley Seor He Hashem. As the souls are incorporated within the revealed level of Hashem called Behima Rabbah, it says the food or this food causes the level of Behima Rabbah to be elevated and receive more godly energy. This is why the Kohen waved the Omer as it represented the elevation of the Berurim into the level of Behima Rabbah. So what we're doing Like we're flapping our wings, if you will, giving more and more elevation to the chariot of Hashem. So we're exalting the name of Hashem. We are lifting the Ram, okay? The Ration, the Mem, Ram, to lift, high, exalt. And with the Omer, we're Ram, Ayin, lifting up the Ayin, okay? And that all has to do with all of that that's going on in the higher worlds. So, if we keep infusing the higher worlds with this godly energy, just like we do with our kiddush cup at Havdalah, we keep pouring and pouring and pouring and then it overflows and then it's like our joy overflows. And so, that's really what we're doing with the Omer. So, keep refining, keep powering the system and until we see the Mashiach, like that's our mission, keep filling the world with godliness, filling the world with light. And instead of focusing on is he here yet or is he not? Is he coming? What day is it? I don't know. It's light time, basically what it is. So Baruch Hashem, may we do that. And the last thing I want to go into here is a statement that I made um, on my Be Boldly into the Holy of Holies from Akari Moat series from last week. And I said this phrase. Many people believe in the Mashiach, but could care less about the Torah. And if you really think about that, just on a surface level, that insinuates that the Mashiach is separate from the Torah. And if you believe in the Torah, you don't believe in Mashiach. And if you believe in Mashiach, you don't believe in the Torah. Which is a problem, because remember, Mashiach is the Torah made flesh. So, whether you're looking at Mashiach or looking at the Torah, you're looking at the same thing, which is all the image of Hashem. Because remember, the image of the invisible, that's Mashiach, that's the Torah, that's the first fruits, the firstborn of all creation. So, with that being said, just think about looking at Mashiach for a second. Chasvei Shalom, that he's separate from the Torah. But just think about how can you really follow Mashiach if you don't really know what his essence is? Because if you look at the life of Mashiach, it was a Torah life. And even after his resurrection, it was a Torah life. Everything in Acts was a Torah life. You know, each of these individuals, the Shauls, the Barnabas, the Yochanans, the Kephas, the Yaakovs, you know, they're telling, they're writing letters to people throughout the known world at that time. Hey, if you want to, you know, come to synagogue and everything, you got to do these things. Notice they said synagogue. Never, ever did it say church. So if you really kind of think about, well, how can you really follow the Mashiach if it's not Torah based? It looks like lawlessness to follow Mashiach if it's not Torah based. Because by default, if it's not based in Torah, it's outside of Torah. Which again, if you go back to Kare and Kedoshin, if it's outside of Torah, it leads you into illicit relationships. If you look at the end of Amor, this week's Torah portion, you see what an illicit relationship causes. It causes an adulterous woman who gives birth to a blasphemous child who ultimately gets stoned. So I was just like, okay, so let's take this back for a second. Many people believe in the Mashiach, but could care less about the Torah. So if we go to the Agarit to the Romans chapter eight, verses 10 and 11, it says, but if the Mashiach is in you, so if you believe in the Mashiach, right, put that in there. So if he's in you, Though the body is dead because of sin, which is breaking the Torah. So if Mashiach is in you and you're not perfect in your Torah observance, which, by the way, is possible. But let's just give ourselves a pass. So we mess up. So if the Mashiach is in us, but we mess up, which is if the Mashiach is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet. The spirit is alive because of righteousness. So now we're talking about a spirit of righteousness that's alive, even in the midst of us being not perfect. And it says, and if the Ruach, the spirit of the one who raised Yeshua. Now, let's just think about this. Was it the spirit of disobedience or was it the spirit of obedience that raised Mashiach? Think about it. And it says, because that raised Mashiach Yeshua from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Ruach who who dwells in you. So that which raised Mashiach is also going to raise the death in our bodies. So all of the times that we mess up and things like that, well, the power of Hashem is to propel us through. Those times. Which again, if you go back to Lukute Torah, what does it say? It says that the impurity of our souls no 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 Where's it that we will merit the Torah? There it is. Even though you have difficulties and tests, keep on going forward and you will merit the Torah. Cause did you know it says that a righteous man falls seven times? Like Literally, a is one who falls. Multiple times. Which means that you got back up after you failed because in order for you to fall, you had to be up. So, if you think about falling seven times, well, you get back up on that next time, you know, like you're back up. That's the point, to be getting back up. So... I wrote down from Pirkei de Revi Eliezer talking about the second set of tablets. Uh, Here's what I said first. It says broken tablets being in need of life, being resurrected by Mashiach. So as the covenant is renewed in our current condition until we get our sapphire bodies, we're like the second set of tablets, which work in tandem with brokenness. Because Pirkei de Revi Eliezer brings down that Hashem sent Moshe back to his tent, which by the way, just putting together a whole bunch of sources real quick from Midrash Rabbah and Pirkei to Rebbe Ezer and other Midrashim, Moshe's tent was likened to being in Shemaim, and Hashem's Shekinah and all the stars and the heavenly bodies went to that tent. And before they could go out and shine in the, uh, the heavenlies, they had to come out of... They had to get permission to leave Moshe's tent first. So it's just like... Moshe's tent, absolutely ridiculous. Parsha I went actually over that in my podcast. So if you look for Moshe's tent... There's all the drop on that. So in there... Is where Hashem caused pieces of sapphire tablet... To be brought forth... That Moshe took the staff... Which was also sapphire... And he pointed at this sapphire pieces and they meshed in with the stone of the earthly material. So you got heavenly and earthly material. No, take that back. Resurrected heavenly and earthly material that came together under the power of the staff, which is just what we just read that under the power of the spirit that raised Mashiach from the dead, giving life to your mortal bodies. That's the second set of tablets. So those rose up. Moshe grabbed them and took those up the mountain. And that's the renewed covenant. And those came down on Yom Kippur in the middle of our tears and our teshuva and our atonement and reconciliation. And now we're called to be ministers of reconciliation. So all of that, right, to go for it. So now... And the 1st Corinthians 15, 35 through 49, I just want to read this because we're looking at life as second tablets. And the best thing that we can do is reach the 49 levels and Hashem's mercy will cover the 50th. Which again, that's why we don't count a 50th day. We count 49 and then the 50th is Shavuot and that's Hashem taking over. But if we don't count the forty-nine forget it. Hashem ain't going to like you skipped all that other stuff. So how am I supposed to give you 50 if you only got like 27 or one or none? You know, 50 comes after 49, but here we go. So life is second tablets. It says, but someone will say, how are the dead raised? And with what kind of body do they come? Fool, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. Listen, unless we fail, unless we go through our ups and downs, unless we continue to get up after we've fallen, unless we continue to correct, refine, then guess what? What we sow won't come to life. If we're expecting to really go there and be connected with Hashem, well, if we're not pushing through all of this stuff, we cannot expect anything to come of it. So it says, as for what you sow, you are not sowing the body that will be. So, what we're doing right now, this is not where we're gonna be. So it's like, okay, so I tried today. I succeeded in some things. I got beat down by some other things. Gave everybody yet to, to her today. I was supposed to dominate. I was supposed to dominate it, but I didn't. Okay, here we go again. All right, woo, success. All right, boom. Either way, I counted the omer. You know, today I got it all down. No, no mess ups, no mistakes. Got it. Counted the Yomer again. Boom. You know, and regardless of whatever that status is, you're just continuing. You're like, Hashem, I got to get to 50. You know, you keep pushing, right? So that's not what it will be. But this is just a bare seed, maybe a weed or something else like barley. And it goes on to say, but God gives it a body just as he planned and to each of the seeds a body of its own you realize the the, when we got the sapphire tablets hashem brought those for we didn't have to do anything to bring those for. but when we talk about the second set of tablets we have to get do something to move so hashem can bring it forth but even more so as we're doing this we're actually sewing into the third set of tablets, which happens to be the body of Mashiach, by the way, the resurrected body. We're going to be like that. So it's not just going to be about being tablets, you know, of earth stone with sapphire remnants in it. It's like, no, we're going to all the way beyond all that. Some Layala stuff. So now it goes on to say, God gives it a body of its own. All flesh is not the same flesh. There is one flesh of humans, another flesh of animals, another flesh of birds, and another of fish. There are also heavenly bodies, earthly bodies, but the glory of the heavenly is one thing while the earthly is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars, for one star differs from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. Sown in corruption, raised in incorruption. All of our imperfections is our sowing into something that's going to be perfect. So, so well, everybody. D- so, sown in dishonor and raised in glory. All of our weaknesses, our failures, our embarrassments. can't believe that happened. This is unacceptable. All of that, that's your sowing. That's the dishonor. But that's going to be raised in glory. Sown in weakness. I tried my best, but I, was, I felt powerless. You know, I just, I was weak. You know, well, now you're going to be raised in power. But again, sown, 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 sown. Like, what are you doing? Are you continuing to put forth? Are you continuing to strive? Then it says, sown a natural body and raised a spiritual body. You cause Torah to permeate this natural body, your spiritual body is going to be raised up. It says, so also it is written, the first man Adam became a living soul. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. So, Mashiach wasn't just by oh I'm a living soul. It's like no I I impart life because remember Sukkah fifty two brings down Mashiach ben David has the power of life in him given to him by Hashem because he asked for it. I asked for life and ever life evermore. So Mashiach says I'm the life and the resurrection. That's where that all connects up. So now it says that the first man is made of earth made of dust. The second man is from Shemaim. Like the one made of dust, so are those made of dust. And like the heavenly, so also are the heavenly. And just as we have borne the image of one made from dust, so also shall we bear the image of one made from Shemaim. May it be so. Hakadosh Baruchu, transform us, help us. And bring us into our glorious state. Help us to sow in corruption and dishonor and weakness and in our natural body. And raise us up in incorruption, glory, power and in our spiritual body. In the image of the one from Shemayim. Baruch haba b'shem Hakadosh baruchu Please send Mashiach now.